0: Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. And now, Financial Renaissance with the M's.
1: Good morning, you are listening to Financial Renaissance with the M's, where we keep our ears and eyes open to bring you the latest relevant information for you your family and your business and your bank account good morning i am emma folks and i had a very interesting week this week i was reading um an article in Fortune Magazine and I'm going to tell you all a little about it. What I'd like everyone to do is if you're on the internet, go ahead and follow us at on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Financial Renaissance. On Twitter, you can find us at M's said it, E-M-M-S said it. And if you want to take part in our, in our show today, it's going to be a very lively discussion. You can text us or call us at 678-613-5857. And we are streaming live on Facebook at Sensations station network make sure you hit that like button my producer needs to know that people like me <laughs> so as i was saying i was reading the article um in fortune magazine uh, about the, the the shrinking middle class and the current state of affairs and then i was also looking at what was trending on twitter this week and it had to do with the new tax law uh, the new tax code that was passed in 2017 and you know what i gauged from it was a, a lot of people are struggling a lot of people are hurting right now and it just really doesn't make sense. If you work hard, you have a full-time job and you're raising kids, there's no reason why you should have to have a part-time job in order to pay rent or buy food or pay for your medication. So, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I know some people are wondering, you know, wow, you know, how did my grandparents make it happen? How did my grandfather support his wife who stayed at home and four kids or six kids or or what have you on one income without an education. So, we're going to look and see whether or not today we're doing better than we did back in the 1950s so as I I started looking up some uh, economic data about the shrinking middle class and the numbers were absolutely alarming okay absolutely alarming so right now where I was looking at the bottom 90% of of our country bottom 90% of our country uh, since 1979 our incomes have only the average workers incomes have only gone up 22% the top 10% since 1979 their incomes have gone up a hundred and fifty seven percent so we're going to be talking about this and you know we um, we're, we're definitely going to want people to understand why things feel a little bit tighter today when we come back we are going to have um, dr. Dion Bates she's going to talk to us a little bit about the stresses of um, having uh, uh, mental health uh, stresses because of uh, low incomes. So um, stay tuned. Are listening to Financial Renaissance with the M's on the show today? We're discussing the shrinking middle class and the crippling of low-wage workers. I was reading in uh, Fortune magazine. They had a story about um, about just the shrinking middle class and just things that people are going through and when i tell you i'm not a crier i'm not a person that gets caught up i don't i don't cry at chick flicks i don't i don't usually get very emotional but after reading some of the stories from hard-working americans it really got me to thinking that this is more of an issue and with what i do day to day i've been noticing that my clients uh their incomes aren't going up as much as they used to and their bonuses don't look like they used to. Um, people used to get bonuses, you know, thirty thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, you know, things that really made a difference. You know, you could pay your kids' education with a bonus. And we are going from thirty thousand down to three thousand, two thousand after taxes, four hundred things like that. And so I really started wondering what what is going on? How is it that during the recession, the top one percent made off like a bandit and you know, the middle class still has not recovered. So I, I started reading this article, and they've got stories from, you know, different people around the country. You know, one of the stories is from a teacher um, in, in Louisville. Louisville, I think they call it. Um, and one of the things that they said that is, is he feels that the goalposts for surviving in our country or being middle class or achieving that American dream, the post they keep moving it. Um, he says that he feels that we used to be a country of opportunity. Um, now we're a country of hope, and hope seems to be the tax that they keep raising. Um, people don't want to be poor. right? No one wants to be poor. No one wants to uh, have to go on government um, assistance for aid. There are some people, but the majority of Americans don't feel like that. And, you know, if, if for poverty, for people who are working hard, you have to look at yourself in the mirror your kids and and explain to them why they can't get something and you are working every day it's it's been a struggle Um, some of the workers also are looking at um, organizing or becoming a union but they can't organize without the risk of getting fired as soon as they start talking about organizing it seems like there's an issue with um, uh, somebody telling and that person being let go but I want to go into the numbers a little bit um, as I mentioned um, earlier we're looking at the percentages okay so since 1979 the bottom 90% of Americans their income has only gone up 22% the next 10% um, their incomes and their incomes went up a hundred and fifty seven percent you know that that's that's amazing so with the 22% the 22% um, increase for the bottom 90 is not even keeping up with inflation. Not only is it not keeping up with inflation, it's not keeping up with the rising costs of health care. So, inflation, um, for those of you that, you know, whether you know or don't know, inflation averages about 3%. So every year the cost of milk should go up, The cost for gasoline should go up. The cost for everything that we do goes up. Uh, the cost for health care and higher education goes up somewhere between five to six percent on average every year. So those are some of the things to think about when we're trying to figure out why is it that you know our parents or grandparents were able to work overtime and, and do different things to get us through school and you know we're having to take out student loans to help our kids get through school. So things are you know they they are as bad as we think they are. Um, the other thing I wanted to look that that kind of caught my attention was I was you know, I'm always talking about unions and what happened uh, with unions and pensions because our parents and grandparents worked a job, a lot of them stayed on that same job for twenty or thirty years and the companies had the onus of taking care of the employee and something happened along the lines where unions became something really really bad and certain politicians did what they had to do but unions became, you know, like persona non grata in our country. And when I'm looking at the charts, what I'm seeing is unions kind of, unions got their start in the 1930s during the Great Depression, and when unions came about, the, the rise in the um, American workers' income went up when, when unions came about. Unions were there to protect the employees, and, and I'm not a pro-union person by any stretch of the imagination. But unions were there to help negotiate wage increases, health care, some other things, a lot of the things that we're literally crying about now. And from the 1930s to about the 1980s, um, U.S. workers' wages went up. And then as they started dismantling um, the unions, the employees, the average American workers' wages. Have become stagnant, if not gone down, when we look at it in comparison to um, prior years. So that was one of the things that really, really, you know, just just struck with me is like, wow, um, you know, that's that's definitely something we're going to have to look into. So um, next up, we're going to have Dr. Dion Bates. She's going to talk to us a little bit about um, how the what the impact of uh, low wages is doing on our mental health. You are listening to Financial Renaissance with the M's, a safe space to have a spirited debate about all things financial, and it's not going to leave you feeling beat up and, and yucky after. On today's show, we're talking about the American dream. Is it time to rethink or revisit what the American dream is? We have a special guest today, Dr. Dion Bates. She's a licensed professional counselor, and she's going to discuss with us the wage impact and our mental health.
2: Hi, we are here with Financial Renaissance with the M's. I am Dr. Dionne Bates, and today I am going to be talking with Emma about the American Dream Revisited and how the financial crisis can have an impact on one's mental and emotional well-being.
1: And you can text us to take part of this conversation. Please text us at 678-613-5857. Let us know your thoughts on the American dream how are you feeling if you're a w2 employee how are you feeling about your wages coming up we'll talk about you are listening to financial renaissance with the M's. I am your host Emma folks and we are so pleased today to have dr. Dion Bates she is a licensed professional counselor good morning Dion. good morning Emma how are you doing I'm doing well. Thank you for having me this morning. I'm ecstatic about having you this morning. On the show today, we are discussing the shrinking middle class, the crippling of low-wage workers, and the American dream. Why are so many of us living a financial nightmare? Yeah, so I called Dion. I I was, you know, doing my research. I was looking at, um, at teacher's pay, actually. One of the things I told my son when he was going to college is, you know, as he was choosing a major, I said, you can choose anything except being a teacher and being you know doing basket weaving or dance or something like that right (laughs) and you know there were a lot of people that were upset at me about telling him not to be a teacher but now i have the facts as to why teachers are paid less than everybody else uh here's a chart of teachers pay and you see it's going down wow okay these are the people that are responsible for educating our children right, educating little American boys and girls, and they have the absolute worst pay in the country. And a lot of lobbyists and, and, and politicians, you know, they complain about increasing the minimum wage, mm-hmm. right? Oh, no, we don't want to increase the minimum wage. But then when people have to go on support, whether it's welfare or food stamps, they then tell them to get off the government teat. Right. You can't have it both ways. Right. So, you know, let's let's talk. I can talk about it from you know, the stance of what I see,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, what, are, what is it that you're seeing?
2: Well, you know, when I look at that, um, the diagram that you just showed, um, it's, it's very discouraging. Um, I come from a family full of teachers. Um, you know, my, my dad taught, um, my great-grandfather taught, and I think that when I talk about education, there's something about there's a passion I think that goes with people who decide to go into education there, there's a passion to to try to educate our young people and in, in, in some ways I guess to kind of free our young people in, in terms of giving them that education and, and, and help them to know things that that perhaps um, they may not necessarily get um, but you know I think that when it comes to, especially mental health and teachers, um, there's a lot to be said about that. You know, like you said, teachers are paid very little. Um, they deal with a lot in the classroom, oftentimes without the type of financial and or emotional support that they need. I would think even training, um, I, I remember when my son was in middle school
1: sitting in walking in and like surprising him and sitting in on one of his classes and I was thinking these these people cannot are not equipped to deal with some of the things that they're dealing with. So on top of misbehaving children, on top of that, then they have to use their resources which again, they're one of the lowest paid people in the in, you know, in our country mm-hmm. educated people. Yeah. Okay? With, people with a the degree, they're the lowest paid.
2: With advanced degrees. With
1: advanced degrees and they still have to come out of pocket. and and buy certain things. So, you know, it it was just very, very painful for me. And, you know, again, no disrespect to teachers. I'm on your side. It was just just very startling to me. And I start wondering about that ripple effect. And still to come, we're going to talk about the mental health uh, issues with our pay. So thank you so much for being here this morning. Financial Renaissance with the M's. You are listening to Financial Renaissance with the M's. I am your host, Emma Folks, and Financial Renaissance with the M's is where we dissect all things financial, tax law, consumer protection, financial literacy, even pop culture. And today's show, we're talking about the American dream. Is it all a dream, um, or is it a nightmare? And we have with us uh, our guest, Dr. Dion Bates. And Dr. Dion Bates is going to talk to us about the um, mental health impacts of um, not earning as much as we think we should.
2: Yeah, um, you know, I, when it comes to um, earning, I think oftentimes when we decide on what career we're going to take, you know, we, we, we go in to some degree kind of knowing what, what to expect when it comes down to um, finances and, and how much money we can make. Um, when I used to be at Georgia Southern, I used to tell all my students go to career development because over there they can talk to you about any kind of career you want to go into and how much you would make in that career. So go over there before you actually choose a major. But when it comes to, I don't want to circle back around to to what we were talking about previously with regards to teachers, um, there, there's, there's a lot that goes into teaching outside of becoming educated to teach the children. It's kind of like you said before, you know, teachers are required oftentimes to go into their own pocket to pay for resources that they need for their classes. Oftentimes they are um, required to be do parenting, they're required to be therapists, they're required to be doctors, they're required to be babysitters, they're required to do a lot outside of teaching. So when you add all of those things into what they need to do to teach, and they're already being paid very little, it can start to weigh on a person, you know, especially emotionally and financially. Um... You know, I think that sometimes with our teachers, when you look at the amount of money that, not only the amount of money that they make, but the amount of money that they're having to put out, plus feeling as if they're not really supported emotionally, um, it can take a toll on them. Or professionally. Or professionally. Because a lot of
1: times they do have issues and they're told to just deal with it, right? Right. And
2: and especially if one. said just trying to survive. And when you're in the mind of trying to survive, you're really able to think about those things that really take you above the level.
1: Yes. I see people who are in that survival mode. When somebody's thinking about they day to day, excuse me, it is very difficult for them to plan for the future or even think about the future because they're worried about their light bill or if they had something for instance and, and goes into caregiving, you mm-hmm. know, um, there are a lot of people who are going to be responsible for their parents. Right. If you're right. on very low income, and then you ha- also have to provide care for your parents, right. You know, this this very, you know, I see it as just, just, just ba- making people feel buried and 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 overwhelmed because they don't have the
2: finances. Things, and, and, and even from my standpoint, I was very disillusioned when I left college. Um, I was supposed to go to law school right afterwards, and I decided not to, um, but not doing that. I, I, I was very disillusioned after leaving college and, and trying to get a job, realizing that having a bachelor's degree was not going to help me get the job that I thought college prepared me to get. And so, I don't mind saying that my first job out of college, I was working for probably about $5 an hour um, living here in Atlanta. So that was very disheartening for me. Um, It was um, in in some ways embarrassing because again, you know, you go to college to get a really great job. In some ways, it was very frustrating and I think that there were probably some angry Tones there, Um, especially when I had people saying, well, you know, maybe you need to go back to school. Okay, well, I just went to school and you told me getting this degree was going to get me this really great job and this is not what it's doing. And so imagine being a person who has gone to school, not only getting, you know, a degree, but getting advanced degrees. And there are a lot of people who have advanced degrees and they are having difficulty making ends meet. And so what happens with some people is that, you know, depressive symptoms start to set in. Um, there is the, the fact of feeling embarrassed about the fact that you're not able to make ends meet, um, feeling frustrated over the fact that for many people who have these student loans, they can't even afford to pay these student loans. And so when they think about this debt that they have, um and and this low paying job that they have it becomes a snowball effect where you know the frustration level goes up um and it can really start impacting how a person sees themselves um their self esteem um how they, how even they see you know their value even with the job that they're doing let me ask you this do you know what the uh federal minimum wage is i
1: do not All right, when we come back, we are going to talk about the federal minimum wage and when was the last time they increased it. You're listening to Financial Renaissance with the M's. We're talking about the American dream. Is it time to rethink this? You are listening to Financial Renaissance with the M's. I am Emma Folks, and I have Emmanuel Glaze, the M N M. We are in the house. We are discussing this morning an important topic: um, the American Dream. Uh, why are so many of us frustrated? And uh, shout out to uh, Roxanne Colley. She texted us to tell us that this was an important topic. Uh, before the break, I asked you a question, Dr. Bates. I asked you if you knew what the minimum federal, what the federal minimum wage is. I do not. The federal minimum wage is seven dollars and I believe seventy-five cents. Seven Wow. Something along those lines. Yes. And the last wow. time that number, that last time the federal minimum wage had been increased, was in the year two thousand and nine. So in
2: ten years, the federal minimum wage has not gone up. So remember that five job I told you I was working. Yeah. That was back in nineteen 1990- ninety. 92. Okay. So the federal minimum wage has only gone up by a couple of dollars.
1: Correct. And so, and it has not kept up with inflation, obviously, right? So when we talk about people's frustrations, every college isn't for everyone, right? Everyone doesn't have to go to college. Some people have trades, what have you. But if you if you graduate from school, you get married, you have a kid, on 775, you cannot support yourself and your family it's impossible. You have to have two or three jobs. But how do you a parent that has two or three jobs to be a good parent to their kids? So you, 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 you can't it both ways, in my opinion. Our society demonizes people for not uh, making enough money, but they don't want to pay people enough money. And then the society is upset when these kids are out here robbing and stealing. Because that's when I think, when I see stuff happening, the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, who's your parent? Because I want to bust your parent in the face for you, you know, being out in the streets. But in some <laughs> cases, it's not the parent. If the parent's not there because they're trying to, you know, keep money, food on the table, keep the <laughs> on, then there's all these all right. other in- people that are it. So we need know. parents, yeah, we need parents to be at home after school taking, taking care of their kids. Uh, one of the things that um, I was going to bring up was the new tax, the new tax law. Right? There was a, an American um, conservative advo- tax advocacy group called Americans for Tax Reform. And before the new tax law changed, they said that 90% of workers should have a higher take home pay as a result of the tax cuts. Hmm. The White House in October of 2017 said that every worker, every household on average should get about an extra $4,000. I've been looking on Twitter and that does not seem to be the case. As a matter of fact, the IRS has come out and said that since people have been early filing, people are bringing in uh, uh, 8% less than they normally have on their refunds. And some people that typically get thousands of dollars in refunds Mm -hmm. are only getting hundreds of of dollars Mm -hmm. or they're owing. So you're going to get a lot of calls. Because there are people that used to use their tax return, um, tax refund to pay down debt or to 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 fund their savings. Mm-hmm. You know, what does what does a person, a, 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 a an adult with a family, how do they deal with the stress of of doing everything they're supposed to do and it's still not being enough or not not even being respected in our society? Because if you you know we're in our society, if you don't have money, we look down on you.
2: Right. Right. Um, And I think that there are a lot of um, dynamics to that. You know, Are we talking about someone who is married or partnered? Are we talking about someone who lives alone and is raising children on their own? Um, Obviously, if there's more than one income coming into the home, you're going to be better off. But certainly, there needs to be conversation about finances and how you're utilizing those finances to run your household.
1: And and stay tuned, when we come back, we're going to jump right into that financial renaissance with the M's. Are listening to financial renaissance with the m's and we have a hot topic our social media is blowing up we are talking about the american dream is it time to revisit it before the break we were talking about before uh, we get
0: there before we get there let me make sure if y'all got questions you want to talk to us go to our. Uh, this you know i call us at 678-613-5857 that's 678-613-5817 talk to us facebook twitter ig Financial Renaissance with the Ems. Even if you listen to the show or you're seeing the show right now on the Sensation Station Network Facebook Live page, comment there. Somebody around here, we'll get to it.
1: We'll get to it. it. There's There's
0: enough of us in the room. room. So Emma, keep going with what you're going with. I think today people really want to know because this is... The discrepancy in money the American dream I think it's a great topic so y'all are here driving it go ahead keep going yeah yeah that.
1: I know we, we talked a little we, we talked in the beginning of the show a lot about you know co- people with a college degree mm-hmm. but but let's 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 go to some statistics um, in 2018 the numbers of people with a college degree between the a- ages of 18 and 64 is only 31 wow. percent there's a lot of people in the country without a degree. Wow. And if you don't have a degree, making a decent income back in the day, people—you know—we had the GM people, we had the car people, right, we had right. people who make a decent living right. and send their kids to school. You know, do you know, take them up, up and out, um, without when, a college degree. It's not like that anymore.
2: I wonder, though, with with those stats, how much
0: in a call center. So I answer calls to tell you about your phone bill. Mm-hmm. So that's the way, and that's in '96, '95. Right. And it still goes the way what y'all are talking about right now that just because you go to school don't mean you're going to get that job that you thought you was going to get coming out.
2: And I think, too, you know, and I think back to when my parents went to school, um, you know, I heard you say something earlier when you first came on how, you know, for, for many of our grandparents they, they went into a job for 20, 30 years. And I think saying my father, you know, and I came from, A family of teachers, you know, during that time to go into teaching, it meant security. It meant that, okay, I might not be paid a lot of money, but I'm going to have a pension. uh, I'm going to have paid days off. I'm going to have sick leave. I'm going to have all of these things that, for some people, outweighed the amount of money that they were making. You know, are opportunities for young people. Um, young people are seeing that again, just it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be able to come out and make the money that they want to make. Right. Um, because, and, and it can be very disheartening when you go to school, you come, you're not able to earn the amount of money that you thought that the was going to help you earn. Yeah, one
1: of the things I do with my family when we go places like, you know, we're not getting. Customer service, or we just feel like we're being less than. One of the, th- I, 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 I'll tell my wife, you've probably, there, or I'll tell my son is how much money that makes. You don't know how many they've had to work right it's we're blessed you know because of the careers that we have Mm -hmm. um and and we have flexibility but when you don't have that flexibility and you're tired or you can't take your baby to the doctor because you know your supervisor told you not to you're going to get a different level of of service Service. from people right and 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 i really really struggle to to always remember that not to take it personal because I mean, I don't know how I would be if I were in that, you know, in a similar situation.
2: You know, I heard another financial advisor say that the purpose of money is for people to feel secure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you think about, you know, going to work every day and you come home and you look at your paycheck and you're still fearful that you're not going to be able to pay this bill or pay that bill or be able to send your kid to after school or, um, or or even be able to put food on the table, you know, it's like, well, what am I working for? What am I earning money for? Because I don't feel secure.
1: Yeah, and it makes you kind of want to live off the grid, you know.
0: Yeah. That's why when y'all, you talked about the tax code, the new tax code and people not getting the taxes that they thought they would get. For people making these minimum wages or these jobs, that. Refund is what they kind of look for to help them yes. in situations. So now with these new tax codes or the Trump codes or the Trump tax code they're talking about, I'm not getting as much as I used to get. So now I think I kind of could count on right, <laughs> right, working these multiple minimum wage jobs. I can't even count on that no more.
1: Right. yeah and so one of the things that that they're that they are looking at and and it's being introduced in different parts of the country is actually raising the minimum wage right. to fifteen dollars an hour, and that's still not enough right but if they wage if they increase the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour, they're gonna look at doing it over time, but it's at least a start and and we have to have that that conversation as a business owner um I've heard other business owners complain about paying people $15 an hour, Oh, you don't need $15 an hour to, to, to flip a burger, or you don't need $15 to answer the phone. And I say as a business owner, if you can't afford to pay someone $15 an hour, maybe you should reevaluate how much you're paying yourself or whether or not you need to hire someone. We cannot pay people less than they're worth. A, a, a person should have one job and be able to raise their kids and live
2: safely. People uh, should not be indentured servants. Yeah,
0: I in the nineties, what you did you remember? You said you five dollars an hour. That was close to minimum wage then. So in two thousand eight or nine, two thousand nine, 2009. we just get the right. seven seventy five. Seven right. seventy five. We, didn't, we right. didn't even double. We didn't even double.
1: Right. And the, the 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 funny thing is with minimum wage, the the amount that people are going to need to be making by twenty twenty four is like eighteen dollars an hour. Wow. Twenty, depending on where you live, and it's not a coastal elite issue. I mean, we're talking about middle America as well. Uh, Middle America, whether you're in Iowa or Arkansas or wherever you are, if you're a a single person, not even with kids, you're going to need to make about $17 an hour in order to keep up with inflation. So there are a lot of conversations that we need to have with our politicians. There are a lot of conversations that we need to have with CEOs and boards of directors about pay. Um, But I do have a a cool story. It's not all doom and gloom. (laughs) So this is the tale of two cities. OK, two, two cities. One is going to be Minnesota, okay. and the other one is going to be um, Wisconsin. And Wisconsin, you know, was led by Governor Scott Walker, who I think looks like that little boy from deliverance with the banjo. Sure <laughs> he is. looks like that little boy grown up. No offense, one, but offense. Yeah, um, <laughs> so what happened is <laughs> the, the, <laughs> no offense, but, but, but be offended. The, um, the, the state of Minnesota, they increased their minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And what has happened is, by increasing their more progressive state, by by doing that, medium wages uh, for men went up by one point six percent. In Wisconsin, it went down, and Wisconsin is a conservative state. Right, okay, right. so this is not a political thing, but this is just this just is just facts. Again, right. Two cities, so looking at median wages for women went up 5.4 percent. Wow, hmm. um, in Wisconsin didn't even go up a percent. Median household income up by 7.2 percent. Um, wages at the at the 20 percentile, top 20, went up 9%, and for the top 10, it went up 8%. So total employment up 11%. So when people make more, they're able to contribute more into the community. Mm-hmm. They're able to spend more. They're able to do more. They're able to. They're able to. Utilize that money and become consumers and they're more motivated to do that too correct if you if you know everybody needs a carrot if I know if I work hard um, and you know I can do things with my kids and take my kids to Disneyland or the movies or you know as a parent you want to be able to do stuff for your for your kids and the way this the 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 minimum wage is you 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 can't
0: you really can't. You talked about the fast food industry by going in. It's what type of customer service? There's, I'm not going to name the two, but there's one that you always get great customer service at. And there's one where you're going to get They're crappy. off on Sundays, though. Yeah, but they're off on Sundays. If
1: <laughs> <They're all fun laughs> I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I, I, the starting pay is
0: a little <laughs> higher for them as well. I don't have the numbers in front of me than the, the place that doesn't have mm. the same thing. And it's mm-hmm. just mindset the way you're doing it. About. Let me ask you this, For us out here who don't know, tell me about. You said minimum wage hasn't increased, but inflation has increased.
1: Inflation increase. Inflation increases at about three percent annually per year, and then wow. they, they they do little things to to hide it. You know, it's like the gay uncle in the closet. They try to closet inflation, <laughs> but it's there, right? right. Um, and and then we also have the rising cost of health care. Health care right. goes up about six percent annually. So that's okay? and, and education.
2: Yeah. You're trying to keep keep those
1: babies in school, the cost of education goes up 6%
2: on average every year. So when you think about a person who's maybe making minimum wage and they're having to work two before jobs to try to make ends meet, you also have to think about what that might be doing to them physically in terms of their overall health. And if their health is breaking down, that's another bill. Well, on, so it,
1: on the way, when we come back, we are going to talk a little bit about, we're going to jump back into that, but we're also going to talk about CEO pay and the disparity between what CEOs are getting paid and what the average worker is getting paid. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's. You are listening to Financial Renaissance with the M's. I am your co host, Emma Folks, and we've got Emmanuel Blaze. Hey, Emmanuel. Hi. <laughs> That's because he wears Crocs. When you wear Crocs in 40-degree weather, your voice goes up. <laughs> with that no what socks. With no socks. I got sweatpants on. Yeah, we are talking today about <laughs> minimum wage. Uh, so we're also going to be jumping into CEO pay and whether or not that's the reason for income inequality. And we have the great Dr. Dion Bates. She's here with us this morning. I'm all
0: interrogating her after the show. Yes. I, and I, I, first of all, y'all have been doing great today. I love this topic. Emma about the American dream, is it still achievable? I mean, I don't know sometimes. I wonder. I mean but nah then I get to see Emma, then I see how she flashed and then I'm like, Yeah, we still get it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I also work for myself. Yes, you do. And there's a reason that I work for myself. Nah, I, nah, I decide, yes, yes, I decided a long time ago that no one would be or have the ability to tell me how much I can make. No ceiling for the kid. And no got, ceiling for the kid. And
0: she got Donna, too. So.
1: And I have a Donna. That's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when so you work Donna. for
1: yourself, you can get a Donna. <laughs> so let's uh, jump into. I was talking about CEO pay, right? Mm-hmm. And... Let's see, from the 1950s, the average CEO pay has grown by 1,000%. Wow, are you serious? So when, remember earlier I was talking about unions and mm-hmm. the responsibility for unions. What unions did, again, not a big proponent of unions, but what unions did was unions kept things in balance, right? So right now, CEO last year, 27, 2018, mm-hmm. Uh, CEO pay at an average S&P 500 firm was 361 times more than the average rank-and-file employee. Or, in terms of money, real dollars, we're talking $13 a year more. Let that sink in, okay? So so when we look at what's going on, there is definitely something going on. There's no checks and balances. And again, we're a capitalistic society, and that's fine. But we have to have, like... All of it, we're like an inverted triangle right now. All of the wealth is going to the top, and it's not—I don't believe necessarily an in income redistribution or income right. distribution. Right. You know, if you earn that money, keep that money, right. but you can't squeeze the people at the bottom. Right. You know, when right. you squeeze the people at the bottom, that's where we start having you know some of those so, so some of those mental like a, health
0: a issues. A bad toothpaste thing. You know, Correct. You squeeze it from the bottom, and it's getting big up top.
1: Yeah. You? So, what do you what do you
2: do? And tell us a little bit about your practice. Sure. Um, so I have a private practice. So I'm, I'm like you. I'm in business for myself, um, and it's called Self Solstice LLC. Uh, it's located in Marietta, Georgia, and basically, um, Self Solstice has been around now for a full time about. Three and a half to four years, I moved the practice from South Georgia to Atlanta. And I work with adults, um, general mental health issues, whether it be stress, depression, anxiety, um, mood mood concerns, um, transitions, LGBT issues, and things of that nature. So just pretty much general mental health concerns.
0: So how much of the people that you talk with, money is a big part of those concerns?
2: Um, Probably most of them.
1: Probably most of them. What about, um, I I see it a lot, Um, during the recession a lot of people got laid off. Mm -hmm. And the people that were left at the companies got squeezed to the point where they were doing the job of two or three people. Mm -hmm. You know, are you seeing the impact of people who are, like, overworked
2: and, you know, just, just stressed out? not only overwork, but it's it's coming out in anxiety, so, you know, they can be at work and may have worked on this job for maybe 10, 12 years, and they excelled at it. They did really, really well, but then when the company downsized, and they ended up with two or three other positions, or the um, the department's, department that they were in, they ended up merging that department with other departments and so now they're over all of these departments, then it also increased their stress level um, it increased the amount of hours that they have to work, which increases you know, the, the amount of physical distress put on them. It increases the amount of time that they're away from their families, and so it, it becomes a snowball effect.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't understand corporate America, and, you know, I, and, and so again, forgive me for everyone, but I'll, I'm going to have to say what's on my mind. You can't, To me, in my opinion, you can't have someone on call and you're not giving them enough income to, to pay their medical bills. Yeah. Okay. There's no reason, you know, when I'm talking to clients and I'm talking to friends and they've got two phones and they've got to answer emails mm-hmm. first thing in the morning. Right. If I'm not making, if I'm not getting an increase of at least six percent uh, annually, you don't get me on the weekends. You don't. Once I once I leave the building, <laughs> that phone can stay in the drawer for all I care. You don't get my quality time with my babies or my family.
0: Well, what happens is a lot for somebody who happens to be in it. You feel kind of like if you don't you could lose that job and when you're in a recession or been through a recession, you got a little fear in there. I
1: right. think people are, still have PTSD over the recession. Exactly. I really, really do. And I they,
0: really, and, really and do and corporations kinda hold that on you
1: too. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh well you, you don't want it guess what? There's a lot of people who do I think do it's want I it.
1: think it's time I think it's time for pushback and, and you know when we when still to come, we're gonna talk a little bit about some of the solutions and some of the ways that we can possibly level the playing field. Um, You're listening to Financial Renaissance with the M's. Financial Renaissance with the M's. You are here with Emma Folks, the MF, and Emmanuel Glaze,
0: the the EG. The The MF.
1: The MF. Listen, this is a great conversation we're having this morning. Go ahead and text us at 678-613-5857. And if you're watching us on Facebook Live at, what is it, Radio, no, No, at, not dumbed down S- or sensation, S- sensation S- station S- network S- right. is where you, you got it. Yes, you could go ahead and put your comments I'm, in and don't forget to like because I'm gonna
0: put a picture with her with the MF the on
1: the MF. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, we are talking about today, um, the American dream and is it time to Very revisit? Important topic. Is right. it time to revisit it? And what we're going to be talking about is the rise of the C suites, mm. is it responsible for income inequality? Mm. And you, don't you want to ask me what the c suites is again? You know, it's, look,
0: <laughs> there's a story behind this real quick, five seconds. <laughs> Emma said that, and I gave her this blank look, and I was like, huh? <laughs> so I was like, what well, is Emma? What
1: is, what is C is <laughs> All right. So C suites is is the is the executive level of a of a company. So that's where your chief executive officer mm-hmm. sits, your mm-hmm. chief financial officer. And you know, in the 70s there were usually two or three mm-hmm. chiefs uh, of a company. But today you've got a mm-hmm. a chief uh, technology officer, a chief marketing mm-hmm. officer, a chief auditing something something or another. And all these you know, chiefs, and these people have really, they've negotiated really, really nice packages. Right, right,
0: usually when you get up in that, you like CIO, CTO, COO, CEO, that's just amazing because you put that chief in front, Oh yes what do you, what do you think I don't know if you know this number I always like to, like to test you what do you think they usually make or what are their salaries like for those to have that C in the front it depends C-suiters? on
1: it depends on the company it could be uh-huh. anywhere from 250 up into the millions wow. up into the millions the, mm-hmm. the the thing about them though you know you were we were talking about people getting fired is a lot of the c-suite people especially the CEOs the average package for a CEO when Uh-oh. they get fired all right you're not doing a great job you got to go. It's $48 million to say bye-bye, okay? Most people don't know enough that when they're getting let go, that they should hire a lawyer to look at their contract and to negotiate their exit, okay? Talk to a lawyer, wow. an employment lawyer, a business lawyer. If, if you know your job is you know, doing something a little weird, you want to talk to a lawyer and see if you can negotiate an exit package for yourself. It won't be 48 million, but you should never leave a company. If you've given them your time, mm-hmm. like I, I'm a fighter, <laughs> I'm a fighter and I believe if I do the right thing, if I do right by you, you should do right by me. And I think corporate America, it's time for corporate America
2: to, to, to stand up. I actually had a client who did that, a company let him go. And He didn't take their package. He had a lawyer to look over it and it took several months for them to settle, but he finally settled with his company. He got much more than his package initially um, outlined for him to get and I think that it it spoke to how much he valued himself and how much he valued his worth for that company
1: why? Yeah, corporate America like grinds you down, right? They just grind you down to the nub and you know, then they leave you feeling like nothing. And to me, the way to get that back is to just say, hey, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to get rich. I'm not trying to get something that I don't deserve, but you will pay me for my time. I think right.
0: both of y'all brought up a great point, the value of yourself in this whole yes. process. Yeah. We get to the point where we think we got a job, we just are our job, but you're not, you right. know what I'm saying? And what you just said, get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. You know what I'm just don't take the package aside because it sounds like oh I got six months paid. No.
1: Well, but the flip side of that too is when you do get a job and you should have a lawyer look over the contract. Right.
2: Well, that's the other thing you know about getting a job. Like you said, we think that just because we get a job, you know, we're set. But you know, a lot of times what we don't realize is that when we go into interviews, they are interviewing us to see if we are a good fit for their company. But oftentimes we don't realize that we're also interviewing them mm. to see if the company is a good fit for us. You know what I say to that? You know, because
1: a lot of these think tanks that I look at, you need to look at the board. You mm. need to look at who's in the C-suite. Do people look like you? You know, will mm. they value you? If you don't see people that look like you or people that you know, you know, don't get upset when, when things aren't so easy. You right. already know what you're getting into. Yeah, right.
0: You talk to c suiteers What do you think the difference in mindset of a C-sweeter and a Regular, I guess not regular, but a person who just gets a job at the lower level. They, their mindset is different than ours.
1: You know, I don't, I don't, you know, how do I say this? There are different people on this earth that are here to do different things, mm-hmm. okay? And, you know, I don't like looking at someone that's in the C suite and say, well, this person is, you know, the way they think and what they do, et cetera, et cetera, makes them better than a person who is a lower wage earner. I'm not saying you better,
0: know. but the mindset of, they value who they are. Oh, definitely. And we should value or whoever down But there you're celebrated
1: value. at that level. Right. You're not celebrated down here. When you're not celebrated and you're looked at as being expendable, mm-hmm. you know, then how do you have a value or self worth?
0: But I think that's what y'all are talking about right now. Making sure mm-hmm. that you just don't sign a paper. Yes. Just because you're thinking I need to get this job.
2: Yes. yes. Value I, yourself. Yeah, I think it also kind of depends on the culture. Of, of the business, um, the mentality of the business. You know, there's some, there's some companies that you can go into and they value employee worth. They, they really value their employees so they're always doing things that that try to help their employees to feel valued so whether it's looking more so at an employee's strengths and putting them setting them up in roles where their strengths will be ex- accentuated as opposed to looking at their quote unquote growth edges and always harping on those growth edges
1: yeah some companies and again that that are very conservative there's still a lot of people that are still thinking you know i call them you know business dinosaurs they're still thinking like in the in the 50s everybody right. has to wake up and be at work at eight o'clock and you know all of that stuff. And you know, there are some people who are very outgoing and usually corporations, you know, mm. you know, grab those people and try to right. push them up. Right. Right. Not realizing that the introverts add to everybody exactly. has a role exactly. and you have to be able to celebrate and appreciate everyone. Just because they're not a talker or they don't like to network and they don't want to go hang out with you doesn't mean that they're not as valuable.
2: Right. And I think that 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 speaks into being able to know who you are and being able to appreciate what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm an introvert all day long, mm-hmm. but I also know that being an introvert, um, I have to learn to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. That there are a lot of strengths that I have that my extroverted friends Um, or my extroverted colleagues may not have, and it doesn't make one better or the other. It just means that I know who I am and being able to use my strengths to work in collaboration with someone else who might be an extrovert and use their strengths so that we can make things be better.
1: Well, on the way, we're going to talk about the Dodd-Frank Act and how this is going to help with CEO pay versus the regular person's pay uh, on financial renaissance with the M's. (laughs) We are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's, and we are with Dr. Dion Bates and Emmanuel Glaze. Dr. Bates. Dr. Bates. And Glaze. we are
2: Mr. Glaze.
1: Mr. Glaze with the Crocs. Are comfortable? Are your feet ashy? A little bit.
2: Don't look at them too hard.
1: Like, how do you wear those shoes? they
2: All the benefits of doing radio. Yeah.
1: Yes. Nobody has to see your feet. <laughs> That's
2: why I stay on this side, right? Keep
1: <laughs> your feet down.
0: She, she got do Because when I wear <laughs> well, anyway, <let's laughs> alone. So, let me ask you this, though.
1: Let
0: me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What are we about to talk about right now?
1: We're about, <laughs> we're about to talk about the rise of the C suites and whether or not um, it's responsible for income inequality. And the you know whether it is responsible, not responsible. There's so I mean this is just such a complicated. Um, it's such a complicated. Topic. It's there's not just one answer. There's many, many answers. And one of the things um, that I that I like um, there's a the Dodd Frank Act that a lot of conservatives hate. Mm. Um, they hate acts, and it was one of the things that that came about during the recession to just. Kind of keep hold on everything so we don't get back into that that trouble again. But one of the pieces of the um, Dodd Frank Act is that starting this year or last year, CEOs now have to disclose the pay gap between them mm-hmm. and the median employees. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see that that disparity between what you make, what the uh, CEO makes at the top, and what the lowest worker makes at the bottom. And Harvard. Um, Business, um, they did a study, Harvard Business School, and they found that U.S. consumers are willing to pay more for everything from toilet paper to TVs to, I mean, you name it. They're willing to pay more for companies where they know that that, that gap between the CEO pay and the lowest workers pay is, is is not as it's not wow. as high uh-huh. so America wants this right you know so there there are also places um, and we'll throw it up on the on our website or on our social media excuse me of um, how you can look to see if a company that you want to do business with whether or not they are um, doing the right thing by their employees you know for me I don't I don't care what the product is if you're not treating your employees right I don't want it
2: right well I think too when you start talking about transparency, um, that adds another layer to the mental health of your employees, because when you can have leadership that is transparent, I, I think it's a rippling effect throughout the company. You become transparent about salaries, you become transparent about policies, and so everyone is in the know on that, and it, and it makes people feel like, okay, I'm included in this.
1: Yeah, I just feel like it's an antiquated way of thinking. Like we we're in the 21st century now. We just need to we need to evolve, right. and and these people need to evolve. Um, with us, you know it it's uh it, it's very frustrating for me when I see people you know my day day to day work, I help people plan for retirement and their kids' education, mm-hmm. and you know this is annual planning time, and when I ask them if they're getting a an increase and in, and I hear you know a thousand dollars three thousand dollars, and the cost of everything else has gone up by so much you know how do you it's just a, it's just very very difficult right now and so i'm even having conversations with people about rethinking um, what we 're doing as a country, you know we used to live in the same house with our parents, our grandparents um, you know there 'd be three generations in a household, and we may need to revisit and re- and, and start to think about these things. Um, my wife and I talked before about letting our son move out way ahead of time once he graduated from college and we We need to start rethinking these things because if our parents can 't afford their retirement. Um, you know, we're not going to be able to afford to save for our retirement, right. and help our parents, and pay for our help our kids. You know, pay for college. So there's a whole lot of rethinking that needs to go on. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like when when you talk to your people and you talk to people about this, Emma, do you? What are some of the reaction you're getting? Do you see? Is it? Is it? Is it? And the reason why I'm asking both of you is it more of a fear now? Is it more of a? We don't know how to that that day to day it just feels different now, like when we grew up, we felt that you retirement was a great thing to look forward to now you're like retirement
1: cannot retire right <laughs> you know uh, people are frustrated because they felt like they were sold a bill of goods, mm-hmm. you know um if you had a million if you have a million, you just need to save a million dollars, and if you have a million dollars, you know you're going to be fine. But if we look at a million dollars, and the rule of thumb—and I don't use this, so mm-hmm. I'm not advising this at all—but mm-hmm. the rule of thumb is, you know, you take four percent off of a portfolio, and that's what people have to live on. Four mm-hmm. percent of a million dollars is forty thousand. Right. And if you have a person that's making one hundred and twenty-five, one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, they've saved a million dollars. You know, they're going to have to
2: really change Drastic. their lifestyle. Drastic. Okay. Drastic. But then, to both your points, you know, when you have people who They've worked all their lives, and then they're, they're, they're trying to get to retirement. And then they realize that, they're, that their children still need to be taken care of, yeah. or even their grandchildren need to be taken right. care of, or their parents need to be taken right. care of. You know, it, it sometimes means that, okay, maybe I can't retire right now, right. because you know, I don't know how I'm going to take care of all of this. Wow. Well, we're living longer, so you could yeah. you can work another five years. Well, but for some people, though, I, I think that, you know, when it comes down to planning how those people are going to be taken care of, there needs to be conversations around that.
1: Yes, and when we come back, we are going to talk about the five things that I saw happening in the country this week financially that I have to get off my chest. You okay. know? Emma knows money.
0: Yeah. Hey, man, we're back. First off, shout out to Miss Wynn, who just joined. She says she loved the topic that we talked about there. Join it to the comments, man. Give us your comments. But right now, she's got this knowledge. She's about to drop it on you. It's Emma, the MF, knows money. Emma knows money. What's going on, Emma?
1: What's going on? So this week, I'm going to do things a little different. I'm going to talk about five things that happened this week financially that kind of, you know, got me going a little bit. So the first was Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo was in the news again. ...for messing up people's paychecks. <laughs> so I've got all kinds of comments about it, but I'm not going to say anything. But Wells Fargo, get it together. Get it together. Uh, second thing that happened this week that I thought um, was, is really important, Democratic Senator from Oregon, Ron Wyden, I believe his name is, he introduced Bill S-420. What do you think that's about? S-420 on Thursday, and it's to federally legalize marijuana. Uh, The Marijuana Revenue and Regulation Act. And unless you're suffering from cognitive dissonance, we all know (laughs) that marijuana should not be on the controlled substance uh, list. People who deal with, whether they eat it, drink it, smoke it, whatever you do, people that smoke marijuana do not go out and commit crimes. They laugh, they get hungry, and they... Get sleepy, I believe, right? Okay. So um, Michael Cohen, um, the president's lawyer, he's actually going to do less time than Michael Williams, who got pulled over um, and had less than an ounce of marijuana on him in, in 2014. Wow. Okay. So it, it's time for us to, to, to change this. So call your representatives at 202-224-3121 and tell them to pass the Marijuana Revenue and Regulation Act. for us... Here in Georgia, that could be our greatest export, okay? The United States period, that could be our, that's game changing for us. So the other thing that happened, um, the White House again had promised that Americans uh, back in 2017 were going to uh, get a $4,000 $4, raise. Uh, because of the new tax act and in fact that's not the case and the IRS is stating that tax refunds are going to be about 8% so far, 8% less this year. So you call your representative and ask them about the bottom 90, that's all of us in this room, Mm. bottom 90%, why is it that we're suffering? Uh, special shout out to the Blackish star. Uh, she plays Diane on Blackish. She scares the crap out of me and makes me so proud that I didn't have a daughter because I feel like my daughter would be just like that. Um, her name is Marcia, and I may have it wrong, Martin, and she is the youngest producer ever. And she signed a deal with Universal to do a few movies. So, parents, encourage your kids. If they have the little iPhone and they're making iMovies or whatever it is that they're doing, technology has leveled the playing field. Encourage them. Teach them. Let them take classes. And extra special shout-out to Uncle Hove. Got to call him Uncle now because I think he's 50. Hove. (laughs) Hove, H-O. One, he helped Little Wayne out of his tax hole. Uh, Little Wayne had some tax problems. But this week, um, there's a rapper by the name of 21 Savage, who I did not know was British.
0: I don't think a lot of us didn't. Yeah, (laughs) I had no idea.
1: And he was detained by uh, immigration uh, last week. And Hove has lent him his uh, legal team to help him out of his situation because he's not a felon. He didn't do anything wrong. He's a dreamer whose parents came here and, you know, like a lot of dreamers, overstayed their welcome. Um, Us as Americans, people that were born here, we have the fortune of being born into this country and you know on this land and if you were not born here um and you were born in another country you don't know what it what it's like we don't we you know we can say whatever we want we can carry guns we can do whatever we want but america is the place and you know unfortunately or fortunately everybody wants to be here so that's what i have for this week emma knows money
0: i think i learned a little something because emma knows money like nobody else she does yeah, yeah sometimes. sometimes anyway <laughs> great topic today is the american dream still is achievable it,
1: is it viable is it a moving target yeah, um, yeah i have this quote from um, what is this fortune magazine mm-hmm. um, and they said that middle class is like chasing chasing the american dream was once exhilarating now it's exhausting wow
0: that's a, and wow. I thought about that. The
1: america chasing the American dream, was once exhilarating. Now it's exhausting. Wow.
2: Is it still realistic?
1: Is it still realistic? If they increase pay,
2: mm. if they increase pay, I mean, so, 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 in the present, it's not realistic. In the
1: present, I don't see it being realistic.
2: I'm just so, going to ask a so question cha- y'all. We're, we're chasing something that's what not realistic, is not
0: attainable. And right you probably right said it's being. What is the American dream? Anymore?
1: You know, the American dream depends on where you come from. The American dream for most Americans is to, you know, have a house, so that white picket right. fence, the dog, yeah, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. But the, the American dream has to evolve, right? And the, the country is evolving. We're, we're evolving with technology. We're evolving in our complexion. Mm-hmm. We're evolving in, in different types of ways, but we need to move forward we cannot keep the same mentality and expect our country to be the great nation that it once was you know we're 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 losing out to a lot of other a lot of other countries right now
0: so it's safe to say we still live in a 1950s american dream it,
1: it i feel like it's the 70s i feel like it's 1970s corporate thought 1980s corporate thought and we need to evolve we need to get past that we definitely need to get past that wow. I think
0: you just, for everything you said today, I think both of y'all have been on it because even from the way we live in our minimum wage, that needs to evolve. The way we live, because two or three jobs, it is exhausting just trying to live And two again, or three think jobs. about
1: think about the the people, you know, I don't want to supplement someone's income, you know, the porch pirates, because I order something from Amazon. You know, don't go to my porch to supplement your income, you know, right. sell my stuff on eBay, oh, yeah. you know, so we, we cannot get upset when... There are people out there trying to survive and their way for surviving is to come after people that they think have means. Yeah, because I think they, it's wrong, but that's just the way society I mean it's always happened. Because they become desperate.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Des- desperate time create desperate Des-
1: desperate people are dangerous to yeah. me. You know, and I think our country has to look at history. If history hasn't taught has taught us, you know, nothing, it's when the top gets too fat, the bottom I don't want to say
0: rebels but goes and get the fat. Yes, <laughs> they need to stay warm too. But I just thought about, you know, something you were talking about during the show about the rising cost of health care, the rising cost of daycare, education, all of that. And I'm still trying to maintain this low end, low wages, but you keep increasing everywhere else I go. What am I supposed, I mean, think about it. We grew up, I, I saw my parents every day. I knew they got off at five or six and right. You can't say that this much. Some people get off at five trying to go to their next job. That's not gonna not go finish till one in the morning.
1: Some parents get off they take their kids to whatever activity uh-huh. they come home and they get back online to work. Mm-hmm. So a lot of parents are up till one o'clock in the morning and you know, they're getting up at 6. So that's five hours of sleep. So people are sleep deprived. They're not Mm -hmm. making as much. They're sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. They've got anxiety. They've got stress trying to, you know, juggle
2: multiple things. And it trickles down through the family because, you know, you have a lot of children because their parents are working so much then they start to become responsible for making sure that there's food cooked wow. and they're mm-hmm. they're responsible for the younger children and making sure that they're doing the things that they need and homework and so it takes away from these kids from you know just their childhood and it starts to weigh on them because then they're the ones who are responsible for the household while their parents are out working two or three jobs Wow
0: I mean just um, we don't tweet it's, that. It's,
2: we're, a, it's a lot.
0: We don't tweet that on Twitter that that the american dream once was was it was, it, was, it, was it, say the phrase the american dream revisited no the phrase you just said
1: oh 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 is that what you're pointing at Chase, <laughs> chasing <laughs> like, the <laughs> <once> <laughs> chasing the
0: american dream was one time
1: chasing the american dream was that? once <laughs> exhilarating now exhausting exhausting
0: i'm gonna tweet that go we'll put tweet that
2: on twitter go on and put that on twitter this is wow
0: Physically
2: and emotionally
1: that that's that's wow
0: Go ahead, I'm sorry.
1: I'm just... So, yeah, so th- looking at the C-suite, you know, the rise of the C-suite, um, I think that, you know, and again, I'm not the expert on corporate America, but I feel like human resources, I don't know what their exact position is, but I think um, I was looking, there's a, um, I can't think of the young lady's name, but she's on LinkedIn, she has over a million followers on LinkedIn, and she was talking about HR and putting the human back into human resources, hmm. And you know, it, it kind of struck with me because I always felt when I was in the in corporate America, I always felt like human resources was like the enemy. <laughs> you know, yeah. you never wanted to get called down to get human resources, the <laughs> and, but they're supposed to be. I feel I think they're supposed to be the advocates for the employees, but it almost feels like they're the advocates for the C-suite. And the, and the board of directors, so I think as Americans, we need to do our job, look at the companies. If we're going to do business with a company, just like from a political standpoint, we may not do business with a company because of their stance on mm-hmm. you know, LGBT issues, or their stance on women, or their stance on minorities, or their stance on you know fill in the blank. We also need to think about pay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when people are angry and, and they don't make enough, they look for other people to be upset with. You know, our country yeah. right now is very divisive. A lot of that division has to do because with the fact that people are not making enough. Right. There are a lot of angry. You know, Donald Trump got elected. It's not because uh, everyone believed in what he was saying. There are a lot of a huge segment of the population that believed he was going to do something about employment in our country. Right? Mm. There are a lot of people who thought manufacturing jobs were going to come back. They thought, you know, tax code was going to get fixed. They thought that they would be able to have that American dream, you know, make America great again. It was mm. about the American dream. So still to come, we're going to jump back into the topic of minimum wage minimum. and the C-suites. <laughs> <minimum> financial renaissance with the M's. I am Emma Folks and we've got Emmanuel Glaze and Dr. D- and Dr. Dion Bates in the house with us this morning. And the, the woman's name that I was mentioning that from LinkedIn, her name is Brigitte Hyacinth. She has a million followers on LinkedIn. We, we had a, yeah, LinkedIn, not Twitter, <laughs> no, not LinkedIn, LinkedIn right, yeah. LinkedIn. And, you know, as we were talking about the CEO pay, CEO pay is usually, usually goes up in conjunction with productivity. And corporate company productivity has excelled over the last 30 years. Absolutely. Okay, what has not excelled is the average worker pay. Okay, so we're looking at, again, it's not about um, uh, income wealth redistribution. Nobody wants what, you know, CEOs have. We don't want what you have, but people need to be able to take their kids on vacation. At least once, twice, three times a year get away from the kids, <laughs> stuff like that. I'm one of those kid runners. <laughs> I run away from them. And, you know, part of the the, the, the tax code, um, you know, Donald Trump had said, oh, you know, people are going to get bonuses and they're going to, you know, really see this in their, in their incomes and yada, yada. And in March of last year, um, or excuse me, last year, bonuses in 2018 were actually cut. Mm-hmm. And this comes from Aon, which is a huge insurance broker, right. and they said that companies are planning on cutting their bonuses even more this year. Right. So where is the money? It looks like a lot of corporations and again, per some of the studies I have, it looks like the corporations from all the monies that they were able to bring back into the country, they're holding on to it, but it's not being it's not going to um to the employees.
0: I think people need to understand that. Corporations aren't losing money. No, no, no. They just decide how to distribute the money, which means instead of giving these big bonuses out, we're just going to hold on to it a little bit more. And, you know, once they hold on to the money, they're going to make more money on it because of (laughs) other things they're doing with it. Yeah, and during
1: the Obama administration, the Obama administration had come down with a law that said if you were um, not a manager, then you should not be an uh, what is it, an exempt employee like you couldn't be salaried right so that afforded a lot of people for about a year or two to get overtime if they worked over 40 right. hours right. and i believe it was last year of course the trump administration stripped that away yeah. but overtime was another way that Mm-hmm. You know, instead of getting another job, yeah. that was another way for families and parents exactly. to make a little extra to pay for mm-hmm. you know a trip for their kid or to pay for college or to pay for different things. Right. Um, those things have also been been stripped away. So we no longer have uh, unions, mm-hmm. right? And when unions went away, pensions went away. Mm -hmm. You know, so, so funny how that all happened. So, unions went away, pensions went away, overtime, double time, time and a half, working on holidays, all of that stuff went away. And that's how a lot of people used to make that extra money to do those things for their family.
0: Wow, that is a great connection because you're right. You know, people say I got to work in five hours. That's time and a half. Once you go over so many hours, that's double time. So Correct.
2: people start asking, "Well, what am I working for?" And wow. And 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 for so many people, their 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 job is is, is a part of their identity. Mm. Yes.
1: Yes. It is. It's
2: like an athlete. You
1: mm-hmm. know, for athletes, their sport the
2: sport it's that it's they're involved they in yeah.
1: is, is what they do. And when you are when you go to school and you do again everything that you were told to do to right. become successful. And then you look at your, your bank account, and right. you're living to paycheck to paycheck. Um, I can't remember the exact statistic, but I believe it's um, 80% of people who are making up to $150,000 a year are living paycheck to paycheck. Or are one paycheck away from financial disaster. Wow, how many percent? Uh, don't quote me on it, I'll, I'll give you the exact no, number. No, as close as you can get,
0: but you I, I
1: think it's about 80%. Wow, yeah.
0: and even if, it's, if it isn't close to that number. The fact that you over the fifty percent line is a lot for people making that much. Could you think one fifty? Oh, that's a lot of. It's not a lot check? of money.
1: It's not a lot of money when you have a family of four. If you right. live in, you know, the only difference between someone living in the hood and someone living in the burbs is that the person in the burbs has safer housing. Mm. They have better schools for their kids, right. but it doesn't mean that their dollars go any farther. Exactly, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, she preaching again? Preaching you know, last again. Last week, I was told by somebody in my household she was preaching. Still ain't got over.
1: Thank that. you, Mrs. Glaze.
0: Yeah, with, uh, have you set up your financial meetings? Yeah. Have you set
1: up your financial meetings with your wife?
0: Yeah, my, my toes. That's why I went crock because you cut my toes out last week. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> toes were bleeding.
1: That's right. Hey, but door. it's important. I mean, and especially with people not making as much, if you're not making as much, you have to track what's coming in and out. You, and you um, have to track.
0: And it. I would love to know the people that you're talking to, too, they're not doing these type of things to help them out because you. Trying to say that your job is your identity is a huge problem, and just trying to understand that at the end of the day, you got to take care of your home and make sure you're doing the right thing Well,
2: when you, when you, when you stop and think about a person who maybe they worked eight hours a day, but, but they weren't making ends meet, so then they had to pick up all these other hours, mm. so they're spending most of their time away from home, they're spending most of their time probably with their coworkers, they're spending most of their time with their job, and so when you do that, it becomes a part of who you are.
0: Wow. And it takes over that identity. It
2: takes over your and identity. It takes
0: over your identity. So 40, 50, 60 hours a week on the job make you feel like that's who you are. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. It, 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 I mean, it, it literally is a marriage, uh, a, a bad one at that.
1: And that's why. That in today's world, is definitely a yeah. bad marriage. It's exhausting. I mean, back in you know <laughs> grandparents, they would hate their job, but they stayed there because they had great health care. Oh, yeah. They had pensions. Oh, they could oh, take care of everything. I so who cares? I was,
0: in thirty years, I'm good. I'm it, out. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they were counting down. Yeah. <laughs> counting down. I got uh, two months in a wake up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, then, but but then the other piece too is, and I hope this isn't. Too much off topic because I know we're talking about money, but for a lot of people in jobs, um, sometimes it's not just the money. Sometimes, yeah, you could pay me more, but if you can't pay me more, how about some other incentives? Yes, you know,
1: flexibility. Flexibility. You you know, flex. Let me work from home.
2: Right. Right. You know, or or even if I have to come into the office having you know wellness hours, allowing me to just you know be able to go to the gym or be able to go do something that's how about, about could... taking a nap, girl? Yes, <laughs> yes, taking a
1: nap. My Donna favorite. always Donna always <laughs>, laughs at me. I'll eat. We'll eat a big lunch, and I'm and I'll say to her, I need ten minutes. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Just just Take ten minutes. Don't talk to me. <laughs> so. Th- Um, Thank you, Dr. Dion Bates for being with us and taking part of this very, very important conversation uh, this morning, and you are listening to financial renaissance with the M's, the (laughs) MF. And we're back with financial renaissance with the M's, Emma Folks and Emmanuel Glaze, MF, the MF and the EG, MNM. And, you know, today's show was was pretty powerful. Um, If you're, um, please like us, follow us on social media. Um, I need the likes in order for my producer to keep me here. Um, I feel like he keeps threatening me every week. If I don't get enough likes, he's gonna like lock the lock the doors. I won't be able to Man, come in. We'll
0: changing co- he change code, change code codes, changing codes, codes and,
1: and stuff like that. So you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Financial Renaissance. And if you want to text us, you can text us at six seven eight six one three five eight five seven. What's the
0: Twitter? It's not. Funny. Oh, M's said
1: it. E M M S said it. There you go. There you go. M's mm. said it.
2: Yes. What can they
0: find you at? The kind doctor. Kind doctor. Uh.
2: <laughs> Um, they can find me at my website, which is drdbates.com. They can find me on Twitter at Self Solstice. That's S-E-L-F-S-O-U-L-S-T-I-C-E. Solstice. And they can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com backslash self solstice. Self, self solstice. Like it,
0: like Let's it. Let's say soul
1: so here's what I want to leave everyone with this week. all right so for people who are have been at a corporation and you know there are some people who have been at companies for 10 years 15 years although it's it's more rare but a lot of corporations want to get rid of people who have longevity with the company because they want to pay someone else younger and a lot less Mm -hmm. so if you are offered a package that first time the company starts offering packages one that's usually going to be the best package so you want to look at it but have a lawyer take a look at it everything is is negotiable and just because they're offering something um, to you doesn't mean exactly what you have to take and if you're negotiating a package keep it between you your lawyer and the employer like if you get something good shh, yeah. be quiet this is about you and and your family so you, you keep your packages to yourself tell people that you're okay that's what I would say
0: that's that's beautiful
1: words yeah, be so yeah so today you know we talked we talked about a serious topic we talked about the American dream um, whether or not it's time for us to rethink it revisit it um, we talked about minimum wage and and what it takes for people to to just survive right. um, to, to to pay rent and, and live in a, whether you're in the flyover states they call it middle America or whether you're a coastal elite wherever it is that you're living everybody is having the same struggle right now and it has to do with pay the pay of the average American the bottom 90 percent has not kept up with inflation and definitely is not keeping up with health Healthcare, or the care, or the cost of um, education. So, trying to send your babies to universities and mm-hmm. colleges, it's it's outpacing. All and right. then looking at the rise of the C suites, mm-hmm. uh, looking at CEO pay versus the average uh, worker pay, and you know where you can go. I'll we'll throw this up on our on our uh, social media where you can go to see where that company that you want to do business with, where do they lie? Um, with uh, CEO pay to the average worker pay, you know what are what are their ratios? You know, the lower the number, the better. Wow,
0: that's just eye-opening again, MF. Emma. It Feels
1: like you're cussing me. No,
0: <laughs> that's how you come out there. I just think people really need to. This these shows are what we what we talked about doing. I mean, people are learning, and that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're not alone. I think that's a big thing people don't understand too. They that's think the just not the only, You're
1: not that's the, the only thing. one.
0: I think when you said when 150,000. People,
1: 150, 000, uh, one check
0: away from yeah,
1: hundred fifty thousand dollars. Not on the
0: street, so yeah, not on the street, yeah. but just paycheck to paycheck. Paycheck to paycheck. You know. People need to hear that. You're one yeah.
1: medical emergency away from being broke. Wow you know that's what it comes down to and 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 with this show one of the things we really wanted to do was was help people to stop being a financial bystander right. you know a lot of times when things are going on you feel like you have no no say so no input there's nothing for you to do and you know we get mad at a, a lot of our elected officials a lot but we never call them and tell them solutions we call them and yell at them um, about things that they're doing but if you have a solution Call your, your, your representative, uh, whether it's on the state level or on the federal level, let them know what they could do to make things easier for you. They want to hear solutions.
0: That's an amazing thing. So, well, you, know, you know, you all out there, where your offices are located?
2: My office is located in Marietta at 2470 Windy Hill Road, right off I 75 North. That's outside of the perimeter? Why do you want to go asking me questions? I mean, <laughs> I, I just got an address for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, 2470 uh, Windy uh, Hill Road, Suite 300, Marietta, Georgia, 30067. And how do they call you? 678-278-2002.
0: Hey, man, make sure you all stay tuned. This is a sensation, sensational sensation station network. Jazz, boo jazz is coming up next. It's for the M. No, I'm not going to do that. Emma, <laughs> folks. <laughs> I guest, Dr. Bates. We thank you so much for joining us. This is Financial Renaissance with the M's.